Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It is a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your Longhorn lender. Bowersockteam.com is where you need to go for all your home loan needs. Let Aaron and her team do for you what she did for Craig and Linda when they made the move to Georgetown, made that home loan process so easy. Craig has nothing but good things to say about the way it went. Just go to BowersockTeam.com. Aaron Bowersock, she is your Longhorn lender. Joining us as he does each and every Friday on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is my colleague at Horns 24-7. He and Hudson Standish doing the best job in the Texas market, keeping you up to date on the recruiting action on the 40 acres. You can get him at Mike Roach 247 on Twitter. Get that State of Recruiting podcast on the Horns 24-7 podcast feed whenever it drops. And you can always get his outstanding work at Horns 24-7. He is Mike Roach. And, and I may add, introduced me to what is right up there with Hayes City Store as the best burger in our fair burg. Did you not, Mike? That burger lived up to the hype. How about that? I introduced you to an Austin place. I never thought that would happen. Yeah, you, now you're you've been. How did you how did you run into uh, the Counter Cafe down by campus? Um, I think I'd seen that they had a top burger on Texas Monthly, and my wife and I were in town once, and I said, "Let's go try this place," and uh, and really loved it. So every time I get back, I try to get a burger from there. A burger was legit, man. So legit, it was fresh. It was good. Uh, Mike, we could talk about burgers all uh, the whole time we got you here, but we got to talk business. So you were uh, down on the 40 Acres with me on Wednesday for practice and then yesterday for the pro day. Let's go to practice. And, and for, for you, you follow these guys all throughout their high school careers, and then you see them on the field, specifically with you know, those 2023 signees, that big group of early enrollees. I just talked in the last segment, you and I talked about it. Like the, the thing that jumps out at you right away about Arch Manning is just his frame, his size. I mean, he's going to be like one of these, I think one of these 6'4 plus, you know, 225, 230 plus pound quarterbacks. But what, what jumped out to you, Mike, specifically with those newcomers coming off of the recruiting cycle where you just followed them? Yeah, I mean, the whole two days was kind of a surreal experience for me because I don't typically cover practice. I don't typically cover pro day. So, like, I only, like, when they leave high school, it's kind of, that's the end of my experience with them. And uh, just to see the guys that I had covered in high school on the practice field and then even to take a step further in in their pro days, working out for NFL scouts was was a uh, surreal but, like, super rewarding experience. I think, you know, specifically with Arch, um, the thing that stood out to me is, you know, you, know, you watched him at Isidore Newman, and you can tell, obviously, he's a big kid, the traits translate, all those sorts of things. But, you know, he's playing low-level competition in, in New Orleans, and, uh, you know, the team around him is not the greatest. But when, when I saw him on the field with other big-time athletes, other big-time quarterbacks, you know, you're like, oh, he doesn't look out of place. He looks like he belongs. He was, you know, out there, I thought, going kind of throw for throw with Quinn in the in the session we were able to see, which, you know, isn't a ton. It's, it's a lot of on-air stuff. But I, I still thought it was – that was instructive. And I kind of think that was the, the, the deal for every guy I saw pretty much. I mean, whether it be Jonte Cook, who I thought was really good in, in our portion at receiver, um, you know, or, or – uh, Anthony Hill at linebacker, a couple of the offensive linemen, those guys all, nobody looked out of place or looked like they were adjusting to their first uh, spring ball um, as, as guys that should still be in high school. So um, I, I thought, I think this 23 class, I think was, was a, was a group they needed and to get the majority of your good players on campus um, early 
the, the top end of that class, I think it, it's huge for Texas. Mike, the, the two guys, though, that I think surprised me the most, and again, you, you watch the tape, similar to what you're saying, you, you watch the tape and you see these guys and you're like, okay, how's it going to translate? And then you see it translate just in terms of, you know, movement skills and explosiveness and things like that. Uh, the two uh, you mentioned, Jonte Cook, but man, Leuncle Lafau. I just watch him. He's stride for stride with Anthony Cook. I mean, I I I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse. It was imperative this staff do really well at off ball linebacker in 23, and man, it looks like they hit two home runs with with those two guys. And then there's still more guys to get to campus in that linebacker room. Yeah, and I I feel like. Um... I feel like I, I beat this horse all year. And so to me, it's, um, it's not a huge surprise because the guys we were talking to during the recruiting process who we were on campus felt that Leon, Leon was as high on their board as anybody. You know, they, they really went all out to get that kid. And it wasn't a case of, Hey, we need to, you know, he's a backup plan or anything like that. He was a massive priority for them. And and they thought that he was a player that was really just, you know, because he was in Hawaii and away from kind of the national eyes that, that maybe he didn't get the national respect he deserved. And so, um, you know, I, I think that he's kind of fitting in exactly the way the staff thought he would fit in when they recruited him. Um, and, and, you know, he's, that's a kid that comes from a culture there at Kahuku high school where, you know, that's one of the big high school programs and, and they know how to work. I, I think that's kind of what sticks out to me too, is a lot of these guys that early enrolled, they come from these big traditional successful programs. They understand the work that goes in when you talk about DeSoto or Kahuku or South Oak Cliff, um, Denton Ryan, places like that. Those guys didn't have any, problems adjusting because to to some extent they had worked on that level in high school and so um with Lee Fowl specifically I, I think that's what the staff thought they were going to get and I think they're probably you know pretty thrilled that they are getting it Mike I want to go to pro day just from this standpoint we're talking about this in the last segment and I asked Sark about this in the post-practice availability today I want to get your take on it when you talk to recruits you know Texas obviously we know last year they didn't have anybody drafted they're going to have several guys in that mix to get drafted. And it was weird for me watching Pro Day where the pool of draftable candidates is bigger than the pool of guys that are probably in that priority free agent group. How big of a deal is it to recruits that not just that they see Texas win games, but that they see Texas start to put guys in the NFL? It's a big deal. I mean, it's something that's mentioned constantly by recruits of this school. You know, this Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, those are the schools that put kids in the NFL. And, you know, if you want to go to the league, go there. Texas has to become that factory again. I, You know, I, I overheard Michael Huff walking out of the bubble yesterday, and he was talking to somebody about it. And he's like, it was pretty good. It, you know, it wasn't like 05, but it, it was pretty. Good. It was a pretty good group. But they got to get back to that 05 type of group Um where, you know, it was, you know, multiple first-rounders, two guys picked in the top ten. If they can get back to producing at that level, recruiting becomes a lot easier because in the end, that's the major goal of every, uh, I, I guess, 99% of kids is that, um, you know, their priorities on going to the NFL. I even, you know, bumped into a few few guys I knew that were underclass, uh, you know, not draft-ready, but were there just hanging out that I had covered and, and, uh, you know, guys with multiple years of eligibility left, and all of them were talking about, like, man, i got to have a good year next year so I can – this is me, you know. And, and every 
go three and out. It's not an easy thing to do, uh, but it, it's it's a huge part of the recruiting piece for sure. Mike, I want to end with this. Uh, obviously, with Sark's comments earlier in the week, a lot of people had fun with that uh, running with the Quinn and Art stuff and a, and a quarterback competition. But in, in all seriousness, when you just look at the way that room flows in terms of attrition, guys coming in, guys coming out in the portal era, they've already got Trey Owens, their guy for 2024. How deep into it do you think Sark and A.J. Milwee are on quarterbacks for the class of 2025? And has anybody jumped out on your radar already as a guy that could be a guy Texas looks at really, really hard in that 2025 class? I think there's a couple of different things in play. I think they are for sure deep into it because that's the great part about getting your work done early in this class and in the classes beforehand is you can turn at a position like quarterback where you're only recruiting a smaller number of players, you can really turn your attention to evaluation and, and figuring out what everybody wants. I think the factors in play are the biggest one to me is Julian Lewis, the, the 2026 all-everything quarterback. There's been some rumors he might reclassify to 2025, and so I think if he does that, your math changes, and you may see an all-in type of recruitment like you saw with, with Arch Manning. Um, if he doesn't, I think that there's a lot of intriguing in-state options. I wrote about a couple of them earlier this week on Orange 24-7. Um, guys that they've been you know, in a lot of communication with, whether that be Keldon Ryan from, from Fort Worth All Saints or uh, Sawyer Anderson from a Parish Episcopal, uh, Adam Schobel from Columbus. But there's there's some really intriguing in-state options. Kevin Sperry from Prosper Rock Hills on campus today at practice. Um, and then, obviously, this, this group isn't afraid to go out of state to recruit their guys. In fact, the majority of their of their quarterback takes from high school have been from, from out of state. So, um, you know, I, I think we'll see kind of what pops up out West and, um, you know, for quarterbacks, it's still that this is a big year for those 25 guys, because there's guys that probably, you know, popped up a little bit early, um, but they don't have a great read on them and they'll kind of see what they look like this spring, this summer, and, and especially this fall. So I think you saw with, um, with Trey Owens, a, slower uh a slower approach to to recruiting that cycle after getting arch manning you didn't have your guy lined up for for two years but uh and and i think that it's probably possible we'll see that again hey mike real quick i'd be remiss if i didn't let you uh shout out the staffs in our area that hosted you this week making a trip over to uh to lake belton to check on micah hudson and their crew and then making a, a quick trip over to huddo before you headed back home yeah, um, always try to if I'm out of town or I'm in a city, try to maximize my time. Which I was kind of I, I was kind of kicking myself going to Hutto yesterday because I was just so tired. And I was like, I scheduled this 8 a.m. stop at Hutto and I could just sleep in. Um, but wanted to get over there. Coach Compton at Hutto has been awesome about promoting his kids, and I, I'm all for staffs rewarding staffs that that get out there and try to get their kids seen. Um, we want to. Be able to see as many as possible. Coach Cope at Lake Belton, incredible. Um, you know, a great time over there. They've got a, a great setup. And um, and then, you know, I even talked to a couple other guys that I wasn't able to make it. Uh, I think Bastrop reached out to me. Uh, Coach Hughes over at Pluterville Weiss reached out to me last night. Um, so I, a lot of great schools. I don't think Austin gets seen as much by guys. 
Um, so would love to get some more coverage there. And of course that, that, you know, that allows me more opportunity for counter cafe burgers. It's on me next time. Uh, you can get them on Twitter at Mike Roach two four seven. Get that uh, state of recruiting podcast on the Horns twenty four seven podcast feed, and you can always get his outstanding work along with that of Hudson Standish and our team at Horns twenty four seven dot com. He is the recruiting editor at Horns twenty four seven. He is a saint for introducing me to the Counter Cafe Burger and the majestic piece of beef that it is. He is Mike Roach. Mike, it's good to see you this week, man, and we will uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, thanks, Jeff. There he is, Mike Roach, making his weekly visit with us, as he does each and every Friday.